So we're um, continuing now in um, Kingdom Wealth, Biblical Economics, and um, we're looking at wealth and the covenant. Now, I taught all this stuff in a 45-minute, that's what I normally do, uh, session at Bible College, because this is part of my, I'm using my notes for Bible College here, um, but we only get any page three or something last week of this. So, but I don't want to rush it. I would rather do, uh, Karen and I both have said, we would rather let the Holy Spirit lead these lessons rather than just, you know, because I've got notes, he's got notes, we could just read them out. But that's not what we're about uh, because we want the Lord to speak because it's school of the supernatural, which means we want God to share with us what's on his heart and although the notes are a great guidance thing, there are things that the Lord wants to say pertinent to where we are today. Okay, so I'm going to keep going on. Galatians chapter 3, if you want to turn there. And um, those verses, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, verse 13. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs in a tree. That's from the law. Okay, that's from the Pentateuch, it's from the law, I believe it's the book of Deuteronomy, um, yeah, Deuteronomy 21-23, and it's saying that if you are hung on a tree, you're cursed, it's a curse for someone to be hung on a tree, so Jesus was hung on the cruel tree of Calvary, and he did it so that our sins be forgiven, yeah, he did it so that we would, we would have a pathway to God, yeah. And that's the gospel. Jesus died in our place. He died as a substitute. But it wasn't for that alone. Because the next verse tells us of the purpose of him becoming a curse. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the nations in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So Jesus was made a curse so that you and I could be blessed. So that the blessing of Abraham specifically, we looked at that last week, that God made covenant with a man called Abraham and asked Abraham to give up his son. And Abraham, being a covenant man, understood if God's asking me to give up my son, he must have a son somewhere that he will give. Because the terms of covenant are very clear that if you ask something of somebody under a blood covenant, they must be able and willing to supply the same reciprocally. Okay, So, Jesus removed the curse, and this refers to the curse of the law which Israel was under uh, because of the old covenant, and also the curse that was upon mankind after Adam's fall on uh, Eden. So, what we need to see here is that Abraham was blessed before the law. We saw that, uh, and Jesus became a curse to get the blessing of Abraham upon all of humanity. So I'm just looking, we maybe went a wee bit further in the notes than, than I said there. How do we get this blessing then? How do we get the blessing of Abraham? What do we have to do to activate it? Okay, what do you have to do to get the blessing of um, music, 
you, uh, uh, say you buy a CD, you have to switch it on, don't you? What do you have to do to get the blessing of medicine? You have to take the pill. Okay? So, but what do we have to do to get the blessing of Abraham? Well, let me just say this. That's not the right question. In fact, the question is misleading. Because, folks, we already have the Abrahamic blessing. It's automatic. The issue is not obtaining it. The issue is not obtaining the Abrahamic blessing. You're not sitting there today if you're a believer in Christ Jesus and having to obtain it. How do we get the Abrahamic blessing, Pastor? Well, if you're a Christian, it's already yours. And if you're not a Christian, you just have to receive Jesus as Lord and Saviour. Because the Abrahamic blessing comes with that. comes with Christ. It's in Christ. We'll look at that. Um, now, we have to act. The issue is not obtaining it. It's manifesting it. You see that? In other words, how do we get it? Well, you've already got it. But the issue isn't getting it. It's manifesting it. It's walking in it. It's functioning in it. Okay? So that you can walk along and say, well, I'm blessed with faithful Abraham. It's already in my life. And then, you see, the thing is, when you believe that and receive that, it shows up. But when you, oh, well, how do you get it? You're actually functioning in unbelief. Okay, the Abrahamic blessing is manifested the same way as healing that Karen was speaking about. It's manifested by faith. By saying, I believe that I have it. Thank you, Jesus. I, you don't even have to receive it because you already have. <laughs> you know, let me tell you, that's so important. Okay? That's so important. Now, but we have to access. Now, you can't do that in the natural. Let me tell you where you're not going to find the Abrahamic blessing. Watching EastEnders. Or Emmerdale, or Coronation Street, or reading junk. And I tell you what, you ain't going to manifest it watching Sky News. <laughs> Propaganda. Propaganda. That's right, right now, that's all we're getting, isn't it? Propaganda. Did you know they're killing babies now? Well, every single enemy we've ever had, that's the accusation, isn't it? Remember back in the First World War, some of you will remember the First World War, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're baiting babies now. <laughs> Folks, don't believe the propaganda in our news media. Amen. Okay? And you won't find the blessing in there. Because the Abrahamic blessing, you must, to see the Abrahamic blessing manifest, you must bring the supernatural into the natural. That's why this is school of the supernatural. You're not going to get divine healing at the Reiki fair. You're not going to get uh, the blessings that God has in the occult. Or you, you'll encounter the supernatural if it's an authentic supernatural. But guess what you're going to get with it all? A whole bunch of demons. You're not going to get it there. You're going to, only source of it is God, the Holy Spirit, and His Word. 
So to see the Abrahamic blessing manifest, you must bring the supernatural into the natural. You must bring the kingdom to earth, which is why God said, Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that is heaven invading earth. That's what I'm teaching on at Bible College right now. And that's really what I'm teaching here. That's what we're actually teaching. School of the supernatural, we could have just said heaven invading earth. Because heaven has to invade. The, the realm of the, of the glory, the glory part of the supernatural, because there's, there's other parts of it, but the glory part of it has to invade earth to see God's kingdom come and for you and I to walk in it. Divine healing comes from the glory. Amen? Amen. Now, I have to say this, Anne-Marie's about to walk out, but she's not in the huff with me. She's not disagreeing. She's, she's just got to go. And I, I meant to say that earlier, so... Um, Amen. Praise the Lord. So, folks, the blessings we are blessed with are stored in the realm of glory. They're not hidden from us, they're hidden for us. Okay? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places or the heavenly realms in Christ. So we're already blessed. That's past tense. We're not trying to obtain the blessings. We're not trying to get the blessings. We're not trying to get the power to get wealth. The Bible says we already have that power in Christ, in the Abrahamic blessing. Okay? So every spiritual blessing means that these blessings are rooted and stored in spiritual reality, in the realm of glory. This means they are not subject to change like temporal blessings. It also means they are mostly invisible. Now if you go before God and say, Lord, I, I'd like a new car. I receive a new car by faith. Amen. And you get a new car and you just you drive up to church. Look, folks, the Lord's blessed me. Glory, glory. Where did you get it? From the glory. You got, you got it from God in glory, didn't you? But, you know, and, you, and then you, sh oh, you show off. Look, look, folks. Look what I did by faith. Look what the Lord has done. Here's my brand new, whatever, Tesla or whatever it is. Amen. <laughs> but, but, well. If you're making uh, brother Elon rich by buying a Tesla, you know, anyway, we'll talk about that. <laughs> anyway, but here's my new car. It's a blessing, isn't it? Look how the Lord has blessed me. Where'd you get it from? I got it from the Lord. And he's in the glory. But 10, 15 years later, clunk, 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 clunk. You're not pulling up outside the front door anymore. You're parking way up the street because you don't want anybody to see that old clunker you're driving. That was a blessing. Amen. And, and, and people can hear the exhaust banging against the road when you're driving up the road. Oh, there's so-and-so. Do you remember 15 years ago when they were talking about that blessing? Well, the blessing's not much of a blessing anymore. Why? Because it's subject to change. Cars get old. The minute you drive them out the driveway, 
the, the, the garage. The minute you drive them out the showroom, they drop in value. Why? Because they're temporal. The blessing has stepped down from the eternal realm into the temporal realm. But what most people don't understand is, oh, the Lord blessed me 15 years ago <laughs> with this old clunky thing that, you know. What they don't understand is, you've got a brand new shiny car still in the glory because it, things up there are never subject to change. So you can have a new one every, every year if you really want, if you believe for it. Amen. Amen. So the point I'm trying to say to you is our blessings in Christ and heavenly realms are not subject to change. So if you lose your blessing here, if your blessing grows old here and becomes an old clunker, and that's not just for cars. You know, I remember when the Lord used to bless me back in the 70s. You know, 50 years ago, God blessed me. I was, I was a blessed man. I was a blessed woman 50 years ago. But what about now? What about today? The same blessings that were available to you back then are available today. Every day ought to be a day where you walk in blessing. And folks, we're talking about kingdom wealth. We're talking about the blessing of Abraham, which I don't care if you go study it out, you'll discover that the blessing of Abraham was an economic financial blessing. God made Abraham very rich in cattle and silver and gold. Now, you might not want the cows, but I'm sure you want the silver and the gold. If you're a farmer, amen, you want the cows. Folks, we were blessed with Abraham's blessing. So, you can pull invisible things out of the glory realm where they are stored, and that includes supply. Okay, now, Japanese yen might not be much use to you. Okay, but the supply is in the invisible realm. Um, Ukrainian, whatever it is, they, that's not going to be much use to anybody right now. Amen? But the point, or, or was it, what was it Russians have? Is it rubles or something? I don't know. It's not about the currency of earth. The supply is in the glory. And when you make a demand upon the supply and the glory, it will show up in your life in, in, a, in spendable money. Wherever you are, in any economy you're in. Downturns, upturns, you name it. Boom, bust, bear markets, bull markets. Doesn't make any difference because the supply is in the glory. And it's an unlimited, infinite supply. You know, Agnes has got this thing all over her right now, talking about that. She put something up last night. It was that good. I was a little bit concerned. I was very concerned. Because I thought, they'll just think that was Bill. Because it was that good. Amen? But it wasn't. It was Agnes. came out of her spirit. And I know it's all over right now. God's infinite, unlimited source of supply belongs to us. Not just financial, but healing. Deliverance. Blessing, blessing, blessing. God is in the business of blessing you folks. Think about it. And I mean this reverently. Listen to me, and I mean this very reverently, but, but, but I have license to say this. What else does he have to do? Amen? Think about it. I, I don't mean that in an irreverent fashion. I mean it with all, with all. Because he is completely committed 
to you and I to blessing us and giving us everything that we need to be successful in life. And I'm not talking about success as in, you know, in human terms, or we're all going to be me uh, mega tycoons. And I don't mean that. Success in life is doing the will of God. And the will of God is that you prosper and be in health. So that's why we have these two things going on here in School of Supernatural, that you'll be blessed and prospered financially, and that you'd be in good health. And not just receiving these things, oh, I've got a cushy wee life here, but so that you can be, and this is the thing that Karen said this morning, that set me off, so that you can minister these things to others. Okay? So that we can be channels, not just barrels that hold it all in and enjoy it for ourselves, but so that we can put a spout in the barrel and then it pours out to others. My cup's full and overflowing. Yeah, that old chorus. So that we can be pouring it out to others. Rivers, what does the, 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 the word say? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So out of us, our belly is where your spirit man is. And did you know, we're not going to get into this right now, did you know that your spirit man is a bank. Your spirit man is designed by God to be a bank to contain the supply of God, financial supply, by faith. You will not manifest financial supply in the natural until you're full of supply in the supernatural in your inner man. Now to get a little bit new agey, about it, right? And listen, the new age, the new age steals from us, not the other way around. Okay, if you're wealthy within, you'll be wealthy within. And I'm not talking how you're going to get wealthy within. You're not going to unless you're full of this, the word of His favour. Well, I've already preached myself happy, but anyway, you can pull stuff, invisible things, out of the glory realm where they're stored and make them manifest in this realm. All it takes, let's put it scientifically, God just steps it down from a realm you can't see it into a realm you can. Does everybody know what light does? And why we have a light speed barrier? Does anybody know the speed of light? 185,000 miles a second. 186, round about that, yeah. So, what happens when you go above the speed of light? No time. No time? You go out, step out of time, and you become invisible if you were doing it. If you were in a, a light speed, you know, I know some of us like to drive like with light speed. Amen? I know a certain person in the room that was, I thought, were at the Duke's Hazard the other day because <laughs> the way that this person parked over there. I thought, am I sitting next to Daisy here? But, but light, the speed of light is 186,000 miles per second, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, some are almost, you know. But if you go faster than that, molecularly, you become invisible. So that's where the glory is, above the speed of light. You see, it's not, oh, it doesn't exist. It's, it's like kumbaya land. You know, it's in, it's in our imagination. You know, oh yes, the kingdom is some, it's, it's, it's some kind of, you know, dreamlike state. No, no, it's, it exists, but it exists in a place where light can't, see, light is the barrier because in order for something to be visible, like this Bible, 
light has to bounce off it. So the, the, the molecules that make up this Bible are travelling, they are travelling by the way, and everything you can see, there are molecules in it, no matter how solid it is, and the, those molecules are travelling, or the subatomic particles are travelling. Maybe you could say oscillating or spinning around. But if, though, if they were to be sped up above the speed of light, you wouldn't be able to see them. And you wouldn't be able to really touch them. So if my body was sped up beyond the speed of light right now, I could walk through that wall. That wall wouldn't, wouldn't be able to stop me. And also, as we, we speak a lot about, if I could go to America, to Russia, anywhere in the world, if God took me. It's called translocation or transportation. Okay? Like uh, Philip. So what, what am I saying here? I'm saying that, that there are things in the glory that they do exist. Faith is not believing God for things that don't exist. Faith is believing God for things that do exist, but in a realm you can't see them. Above the light speed barrier. Why is that important? Because God is saying to each one of us here tonight, you already, today, you already have supply. You just have to believe it. It exists for you, it's there for you, it's there for you to call upon, but it exists in a realm you can't see it. Now let me ask you, do you believe that? Because yes. if you believe that, you can manifest it. If you say, oh no, I have to see it first. Yeah? You ain't going to manifest it then. You have to believe. If I said to you, if you trusted me and I said, I've got a check for everybody in here today, okay, for £1,000. And at the end of this meeting, I will give you that check. Every one of you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, don't get too excited, Del. <laughs> this, this, this is just an illustration. Pastor's not lying. This is just an illustration. Amen. <laughs> But if I but if 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 I if I says it's not a lie, I definitely do. But it's out in the car, so you need to wait till I bring it in. Would you believe that? See if you, if you knew the person. Okay. So the Lord is saying to us, "I've got supply. It's in my it's in my my glory realm. All you have to do is believe it and, and believe my word." So that's what he's saying. He says, "You're blessed with faith." Look what happened to Abraham. He says, you're blessed with every spiritual blessing in an invisible realm in Christ, but you're already blessed with it. The only thing you have to do is believe me to step it down from the realm where it exists into this temporal realm where you can use it. Yeah. Amen. And that's what we're talking about with kingdom wealth. Well, I have to give big to ministries. You know, I, I, I have to give big so God will give back to me. If you give big, God will give back to you. Big back to you. But that's not how he makes you rich. He makes you rich the same way he heals your body. The same way he saves you. The same way you get any blessing. By faith. So, faith is all about, that's what faith is. It's taking things from the faster than light speed realm of the spirit of the glory, of the supernatural, where God is, and bringing them into this part of the spectrum of reality, because it's a spectrum, the physical dimension. Heaven and the glory realm, and indeed the second heaven, which is another part of the supernatural realm, 
They're, they're, not, they're not completely apart from this realm. They're just further up the spectrum, if, if you can understand that. Right? Just like infrared, ultraviolet, all these things that you can't see. We're breathing air. Can you see the air? You see? All I need is the air that I breathe in to love you. Amen? <laughs> but you can't see it. You can't see the love, can you? You can feel the love. <laughs> yeah. but, but you can't see you can't see it. Amen. So when you say to someone, I love you, I love you, baby. Right? You have to demonstrate it by actions. Not just words. So to be made manifest simply means that light bounces off the molecular structure of something so it can be seen. It means the healing, deliverance, prosperity, whatever that exists or that exists in invisible realms can be brought into this realm where they can be witnessed and seen. And that's our challenge, that's our job, that's our function. You're not here, folks, for any other reason than to manifest what exists in heaven here on earth. The minute you cease to be, how can I put this? I was listening to this, it was Dr. Jean this morning was saying this. The minute that you, you fulfill your destiny, like John, he was talking about John the Baptist, then you're out. You've, you, but as long as you're here, here's what the, the Lord expects of you, to manifest what can't be seen here where it can. And that's the kingdom. That's the lordship of Christ. That's healing. You know, so many ways that God has given us to heal our bodies, gifts of healing, anointing, special ministries, laying on of hands, the oil, everything. Why? Because the, the, these, the healing exists in the supernatural realm of glory and he wants it to come down here and touch people's lives and change their bodies, change their souls. So your blessings that exist in glory can be brought from that realm into this one. And that includes financial supply, folks. Remember that you're blessed to be a blessing for others. This involves accessing the inexhaustible storehouses of God and heavenly places to bless others with. So what you, here's how it works practically. Lord, I thank you that I am supplied. I'm funded. I'm funded at the level of a king. Uh, everything I ever need, you've supplied. My, my God shall supply all your need. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. How? We might ask, the Bible tells us, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So what's he saying? He's saying well, there's an infinite supply, an infinite source who is the Lord. And all you have to do is confess God's supplies from the glory and believe it. Amen? Now that's what Jesus meant when he told us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because in the kingdom realm of glory, the supply exists. And his will is that you receive it and walk in it. So if you were in heaven right now, if, you were, if that's where you were located and that's where you were, then you, would, you wouldn't know lack. There's no lack in heaven. There's no poverty. There's no debt. There's no sheriff officers. Hallelujah. Amen. There's no 
letters from creditors. Amen. Who wants to live in a place where there's no sheriff officers? Amen. And every time you go to your bank account, it's been multiplied. That's heaven. So thy will be done in earth, Father, as it is in heaven. Supply me at the same level, according to that level of riches and glory. Let it be my portion here on earth. Yahweh is our portion. Does he lack? Is he hiding behind the curtains from the sheriff officers? Pretending he's no end parking up the street. (laughs) Amen. I need to park my chariot round the corner. (laughs) Think about it, folks. We're laughing, but let me. We should be laughing with joy because here's why. Because God says, according to that level, so will I supply you where here on earth. God's business is blessing His children. Our business is to bless every family on earth with the same blessing he blessed us. If we could only see life as simple as that. Instead of talking about, I wonder when Jesus is coming back. Oh, I can't wait for the rapture to get out of here. Oh, oh, see that sign, somebody broke wind in Israel. That's a sign (laughs) that Jesus is coming back soon. Come on, folks. We're kings and priests. We're not beggars. We're not hiding and cowering. Yes. Jesus died to make it happen to bring the blessings of the Abrahamic covenant within reach of every person on earth. We should be out, get out here today saying, did you know you're blessing faithful Abraham? I don't even know who Abraham is. You don't know who Jesus is, but if you receive him, you'll get to know about Abraham's blessing. Think about it, folks. So, uh, Now we've seen that Abraham's billionaire blessing came upon us. Maybe I'm selling Abraham short. I don't know that he was a billionaire. I think he's a trillionaire. Amen. Because Jesus was, there's too many billionaires now, aren't there? It's it's so common. Amen. We we, we need to have some Holy Ghost trillionaires in there. And you you should be some of them. Amen. Jesus was made a curse for us. To get that blessing on us. As the descendant of both Yahweh and Abraham, which we saw Jesus was, he took upon him Abraham's flesh, it says. Jesus could legally enter into a blood covenant between both Yahweh and Abraham because he was the son of both. He's the seed of both. He bore the curse in himself, and that was a curse of the law. Although the Abrahamic blessing predated the law because Abraham's descendants entered into the covenant the old covenant in Sinai their ability to walk fully in the blessing was hindered by their impotence and unwillingness to keep the law now I, I want to just uh, very quickly look at something because um, the time we've got left let's just look at this it's, it's in the notes but I'm kind of going to veer off the notes a wee bit because this is something a wee bit so a wee bit supplemental to what I've got here but it's so important for us to see you need to see this and I tell you right now, you'll not get this taught anywhere else. I don't say that to brag, but I'm going to show you something. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. Keep your finger in Galatians chapter 3. But turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. We need, we need to see this, folks. And uh, you'll, you'll recognise this verse, it's quite well known. 
It's verse 18. You shall remember Yahweh your God. Now here's the problem right now. He has to tell us to remember. And I'm going to tell you something right now. This word I'm speaking to you just now. The Bible says Satan cometh immediately to take the word. Now that's why we have to remember. You know, if it was, oh, oh yeah, I know that, I know it. Well, you might know it, but do you remember it? Do you remember it when that debt letter drops through the letterbox? Amen? You shall remember Yahweh your God. What do you need to remember about him? It says, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Okay? So what do you need to remember about the Lord today, Yahweh your God, that he gives you power to get wealth? You need to remember that when you're looking at your bank statement. And you need to say, in the supernatural realm, the realm of glory, well, next time, if I looked at my bank statement in the realm of glory, there'd be a lot more in it. Amen? In fact, you wouldn't have a bank statement other than to say infinite supply. There's no amount. There's no limit. And that's the one thing. She just showed me it before the meeting today. Limitless. Limitless, folks. And it's not just money. We're talking about kingdom wealth because the Lord wants to bless us there. But folks, God's resources are limitless. His ability to heal, his ability is limitless. It says that you'll remember Yahweh your God. He who gives you power to wealth. That he may establish his covenant. Which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Now I'm going to just say it like this, okay? How does God get establish his covenant with us? Oh, well, he, he, because he gives us the power of tongues. Oh, well, we get Holy Ghost goosebumps when we come into the meeting. Or, or even all the blessings. Now think about this. There are loads of blessings. And they're not all financial. So how does God establish his covenant with us? What does he choose to be the mark, the sign, the thing that you can say, well, that's God establishing his covenant with us. What's the thing that God chooses out of all the blessings, every spiritual blessing, what's the one that he chooses to say, that's me establishing my covenant with you, my child? The power to get wealth. The power to get wealth. Yeah? Oh, well, what, about, what about gifts of healing, Lord? Well, what about the power to cast out devils? Well, you've got them anyway, but the one he chooses to say that you can say, you know, he's established his covenant with me, is the power to get wealth. And if you're a Christian who's saying, and I don't really believe in all that kingdom wealth stuff. There's not much establishing going on in your life then, is there? Think about it. Because the, the sign he chooses, we talk about signs and wonders, but the sign he chooses is the power to get wealth. He can't deny that, can he? That's what the Bible says. These other things are all ours and we can manifest them. But look what it says, let's read it again. You shall remember, Yahweh, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. In other words, what he's saying is, when I establish my covenant with you, you'll see it in the power to get wealth. Amen? 
Now, you say, oh, well, yes, yes, of course. Yes, I am. Oh, yes, I am. Ah, sure. But, <laughs> Pastor, you don't believe in but, Pastor, that's old covenant. And we're in a new covenant. All the theologians, amen, who are driving the clunkers. Who are telling people, or, let me, let me put it another way, the biggest resistance to Kingdom Wealth message comes from people who live in nice big bungalows with two or three cars in the driveway. Because they're, they're comfortable, but they don't want you preaching to poor people to lift them out of their poverty. Why? Because they, because they don't want to share their status and their wealth with others. Because the minute you start preaching kingdom wealth, the poverty devils kick off and the religious devils join them. But look at Galatians chapter 3. And we're going to, well, is it old covenant? Is the blessing that he's talking about there, the power to get wealth, the establishing of the covenant, what covenant? Is it the old covenant? And folks, as clear as day, it's not the old covenant. He's talking about. He says, establish his covenant that he made with the fathers. Who are they? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. Am I right? Amen. So he's not talking about the covenant made with Israel at Sinai. And, and Galatians tells us that. We'll look at that very, very clearly. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. He says, Verse, uh, let's read from verse 13 again. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the nations in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren and sister. Yeah? All right, that joke went over your head. <laughs> I speak in the manner of men. Or, or I speak in a way you'll understand. That's what he means. Though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, and if you look up the Greek, you'll see that the word confirmed means established or ratified. No one annuls or adds to it. In other words, an established covenant you can't mess with. You can't add to it. You can't detract from it. You can't take it away. If it's established and ratified, well, it's not written in stone, it's written in blood. Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He doesn't say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. The seed of Abraham is Christ. Amen? And watch this. This is the bit. This should have you jumping out your chairs. And this I say that the law, and he's just said that Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. The law, which was 430 years later. The old covenant is the law, isn't it? The law of Moses. But he says here the law is 430 years later. Cannot annul. In other words, the covenant with Moses cannot break the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which was 430 years before, correct? Wow. But look what it says. 
that was confirmed by, sorry, that was confirmed before by God in Christ. Let me break that down for you. He's saying that the law that we call the Old Covenant, the law of Moses, that was made at Sinai, the Ten Commandments and all the other, the ordinances and all that, he says, but 430 years before that, there was a covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob that predated the Old Covenant and that Old Covenant cannot break that, that Abrahamic Covenant and he says that covenant was established or confirmed in Christ, by Christ. So when God made covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Jesus was the establishing of that covenant. Yeah? So we accept that, yeah? Yeah. And that Moses' covenant cannot break that. Moses' covenant cannot break that. So it does not in this version. That's right, and all means to break or, or make void. But watch this. Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 8. He says, watch this, you need to see this. You shall remember Yahweh your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Yeah? That he may establish his covenant. So we could say there, the power to get wealth is what God gives to establish the covenant. Yeah? The power to get wealth is what God gives to establish his covenant. That's what it says here. It's plain as anything. He gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. The power to get wealth is the establishing of his covenant with the, with the Father. But it's said over in Galatians that Christ was the establishing of the covenant. Folks, very clearly says, Jesus Christ is the power of God to get wealth. Hallelujah. You can't argue with the scripture. But when did you get taught that? Hey, hey, you know, oh, hey, see that, see that getting rich stuff? Oh, oh, see, oh, see that wealth? See that prosperity message? Oh, my goodness. Right? Folks, that's why we're in a powerless condition in the body of Christ. Because the covenant, and what is the covenant? What does it say? It says to Abraham, Romans chapter 4 that Abraham is the heir of the world so it all the whole shooting match belongs to Abraham and his seed amen so it all belongs to Abraham and his seed is Christ isn't it his seed is Christ so well that's good you know Abraham he's got it all Jesus has got it all you know, pastor, I struggle. And I struggle with this message. And all my life I've struggled. We, we, were, we were brought up poor. Poor but happy. Amen? And the, the, I see a lot of these people saying that. And I know people saying that. They're living in the lap of luxury. But they've still got the old poverty devil. Ah, you know... Uh, you, you can't say that God wants his rich. I didn't. The Bible did. Amen. I'm just reading the Bible to you. But let's just turn to Romans chapter 4. We'll bring this to a close, folks. Uh, Romans chapter 4. And we'll see it there. All things are yours. I'm speaking to inheritors today. I'm speaking to inheritors. 
Okay? People that are in place to be the heirs of all things. All things are yours, the Bible says. Verse 13 of Romans 4 says, The promise that he would be the heir of the world. Who is the heir of the world? Was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. Through the law. Through the law. In other words, you don't inherit the world and all things through the law. Through the old covenant. You inherit it through faith. You inherit it through believing in the Abrahamic covenant, which is yours to walk in, and saying, I'm blessed with faithful Abraham. This man, and, and let's turn back to Galatians chapter 3 to close this off. Because you see, well, that, that says that Abraham's the world. I, I can accept that. The Bible tells me that uh, the seed of Abraham is Christ. So I can understand that Abraham inheriting the world as God's covenant partner. I can understand that uh, Jesus is going to inherit it because he's Jesus. Amen. We're not going to grudge Jesus. We're not going to grudge Abraham. But, for, but pastor, we're just, we're just poor old folks here. You know, we're just Joke Tamsin's bairns. We, we, grand things aren't they for us. We're just we Scottish people. <laughs> Amen. We're, we're just Scottish. We've got a garbage football team. Amen. We, you know, and we're colonised by the big bad English. But look what it says here in Galatians chapter 3. Verse 26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Who's a son or a daughter today? Amen. For as many of you as were baptised into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. He's making the point here that, that there's no ranking order. Or in other words, we're just plebs for Jesus. Now I remember a guy... Um, we're, we're in a, man, a men's meeting and this guy was doing virtue signaling stuff right being humble for Jesus you know, the t- you know what I mean I'm humble for Jesus well all you guys can be uh, kings queens knights whatever I'll just be a pawn for Jesus that's what he said I'll just be a pawn for Jesus. Let me tell you, Jesus has no pawns. You can be a king. You can be a queen. You can be a knight, a a warrior for Christ. You can be a bishop. All of that. Or or, or what's the one with the castle? Is it a rook? You can be all these things, but he doesn't have any pawns. And that's what he's saying here. He's saying you're all one in Christ. There's no plebs. There's no, oh, we're just Scottish man. We're just for Glasgow. We're for the Gangad. He's saying there's none of that in Christ. Why? He says, if you're all, he says, you're all one in Christ. And if you are Christ's, if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed. He says, Jesus is the only seed of Abraham, but if you're in him, you're also the seed. Does that make sense? 
You're no Joe Tamsin's bairns. You're Abraham's children. You're God's children. Does that make sense? You are Abraham's seed and heirs and heirs and heirs according to the promise. If you're in Christ, you're in Abraham. You're blessed with faithful Abraham. It says it earlier in the chapter. If you're in Christ, you're Abraham's. And you're an heir to what Abraham and Jesus are an heir of. The whole world. Now we don't want the world system. We don't want the world that's out there run by these clowns and buffoons. We want the world that God has purposed in the earth. The kingdom that God has purposed in the earth. And that was promised to Abraham, promised to Christ. And folks promised to us. And we can manifest that by believing. How do we establish it then? How do we establish it? How do we inherit the power to get wealth? That's how. Folks, I need to leave it there. But hope that's blessed you. All you have to do to receive it, in a sense, as I said, you've already received it. You have to believe that you've received. And you have to speak it. I'm an heir of Abraham. I'm Abraham's seed. I'm blessed with faithful Abraham. Everything I see around me belongs to me and my brothers and sisters in Christ. All the wealth, all the supply that I need to make it happen belongs to me. Infinite supply is mine from the realm of glory. God supplies all my need according to that infinite wealth. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed with faithful Abraham. The Lord bless you, folks.